morning, everyone. This is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Thank you for joining me. I know, um, I know, I started a little late there at a teaching this morning, but um, we are we are back, and uh, hopefully, you saw how I was writing those notes on the board. There's a lot of stuff to go on with today. Uh, I'll try to again condense it to 30 to 32 minutes. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, why don't we just kick in today? Let's do this, right? Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. Lord, we know that by your promise, uh, you have given to us never again. Thank you, O Lord, uh, for your continued mercy and grace, uh, knowing that uh, by, our, by our Lord uh, Jesus, Lord, you have uh, given us uh, freedom uh, from condemnation, uh, freedom uh, and reconciliation uh, to, uh, uh, to, to you, O Lord, from the separation of God. Lord, thank you for the forgiveness of sins, and Lord, through all things, uh, to giving us uh, the, the identity as your children. Bless us today in this word. We just continue to pray for this world, for the safety uh, of those across the globe. Bless them and keep them this day, O Lord, and guard them from any further harm and danger. Lord, we know that uh, evil is real and that the force of darkness continue to wrestle with this world. Lord, bless, bless this world, O Lord, in your peace. May strife and discord cease. And Lord, uh, bless, bless all those um, in harm's way and grant them your safety. Lord, this day we thank you. We, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, let's kick in. Let's kick in. There's a lot of stuff to do. Let's see if we can do this in 30 minutes. Are you guys ready? Raise your hand. Yeah? Yeah? I could see you. I imagine you're there raising your hand because I know you are. Yes, we're ready. All right, why don't we continue here? Uh, okay, Genesis, right? This is our last Bible study uh, for the season because Lent is coming up. So we're going to take a break for a little bit, but we will be back. So remember that I'm not ignoring you in the next couple of weeks, many weeks, but um, we are going to be back as we are kicking into our midweek service, uh, midweek Lenten services starting here on Ash Wednesday, which is coming up this Wednesday. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall... Return. All right. 8.20. What do we see right here? Uh, why don't we read this together? Have your Bibles out. Continue on. Enjoy. Feed. Nurture. Sustain. Buffet time, friends. Buffet time. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. So then, right, when we talk about then, verse 20, the first things, what does, what's the first thing that Noah does? He builds an altar, right? And he offers the burnt offerings. This is the first uh, uh, occurrence of seeing this word burnt offering here. But I think the key right here is that this is an act of worship. This is Crediting the one, the one true God. This is praising the Lord, giving Him thanks, praise as we serve and obey Him. It is my duty. What is the Apostles' Creed, Article One? Right. That that here uh, uh, Noah is uh, uh, thanking the Lord for all that He had done from. All that call uh, from building the boat one piece by piece there in the water uh, as the Lord would uh, bring this squall or this water from the ground and this water from up top and here on this boat uh, there 
Sorry, that's a little too... Uh, <laughs> there we go. There on that boat, they were saved after a whole year. Uh, the water would go down, and here he is, right? Remember the bird, the olive leaf. That's a sun, sorry. Um, but, you know, the bird, I don't know how to make a bird, but the point is it came back, showed him olive leaf, uh, a picture of peace and reconciliation. Now we see that uh, he is on the dry ground. And the first thing that he does, he doesn't kiss the ground. He doesn't do some laps around the ground. He doesn't survey the scene, whether everything is okay. No, the first thing that he does is build an altar to God. And that is an act of worship, giving him the burnt offerings, giving him, uh, basically when we talk about uh, this offering, uh, as a sign or a gift of renewal, of, of, of reconciliation uh, to the relationship with God. And because everything is of God. All his life was of God, right? And here are the first things. What are the first things that you do, right? That's a question, right? Um, I always ask myself, you know, I always catch myself, what, what is the first thing that we do in the morning, right? When we open our eyes, do we, do we um, think about the day? Do we look at our phone? Uh, do we, what do we do? And that is where I think the first things really indicate where our heart is. Uh, and the first things that we do when we open our eyes is thank the Lord, we pray to Him. Um, um, we definitely, uh, uh, for many, uh, read the Word of God, uh, dwell upon His promises, uh, confess the Apostles' Creed. Like, these are the first things that we do all the time, right? Um, and, and when we talk about Noah, all that he went through, he is, the first things that he is doing is, is, is worshiping God, is crediting the Lord for all that he has done, giving him this burnt offering as, a, as an offering to renew their relationship in this new beginning, because it's all about God, right? And for you, it's all about Jesus, and here we see in verse 21, okay, I don't want to belabor it. Uh, we see, okay, no, no, actually. Uh, why don't we turn to Matthew 6.33 real quick. Matthew 6.33. And here we see in Matthew 6.33, what do we see? It says, seek, oh no, my, my, my Bible. You know, this is the page that is kind of, um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I think that's what it says. My paper is a little ripped out here. But seek first the kingdom of God. And this is the life of faith, seeking first the kingdom of God. And, and, and this is where that righteousness will be added to you. And, and for no way he was deemed righteous all by his faith, as the first things that he was doing right on that dry ground is, is, is to worship the Lord by building this altar. Now, the result is what? Um, as Luther would say right here, or uh, no, actually uh, from Herbert, from Herberger, uh, it says, So just as Noah laid a sacrifice on the altar, so may you lay and establish the sacrifice of your prayer on Jesus Christ. So again, when he gives a sacrifice, this burnt offering, we too have been given the greatest offering, and that is the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. The first things when it comes to our uh, uh, oneness with God, it's all about the first things. It's all about Jesus and what he has done for us, right? And this is uh, uh, kind of that parallel as Noah was giving his offering. Um, well, there um, Jesus, uh, there he establishes by his work um, as he offered his up, up, 
as he offered his life up uh, for the ransom of many, uh, there um, in our faith, uh, there we trust and we pray in his name, right? So again, everything is credited to our Lord. The first things, what are the first things in your life? Ask yourself that because that is your refuge. Whatever that is, that is your, whether it's lowercase g gods, because we have a lot of little gods, uh, the gods of idolatry, but also there is the, also the one true God, right? What is that? What are the first things? Ask yourself that, right? Discern, look at the word and say, what are the first things? I mean, look at Noah's life. He was rescued and restored. Everything was about the word of God. We look at Joseph in our lectionary as we're going through the three-year at church. Uh, we're going through Joseph, right? And all his life, he was, again, all credited to the Lord. What does he say? Uh, Thanks be to God, right? That through all things, uh, uh, the Lord preserved the land. Right, and there he would uh, forgive his brothers of his of their sins, of what they had done to him, betraying him. Right, it's all about the first things, and that is God and His Word, not the secondary things, not the tertiary things, tertiary you like that word, <laughs> um, but it's it's a primary, right? Primero, right? Uno, right? And here. Um, uh, we, we, we clearly see what Noah is doing in this life of faith. Now, the result is what? Verse 21, the pleasing aroma, right? The pleasing aroma. Why don't we read that together? <clears throat> and when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth, right? So on, on one hand, he is saying what? That pleasing aroma is a acceptable what? Acceptable sacrifice, and that burnt offering. And there in his heart, the Lord says, never again, right? Nunca no mas. Never no more in Espanol, right? Never again. And this never again uh, is what? He says, I will never curse the ground the way I had done it. That is, the flood will not be the consequence ever again for the wickedness of man. And again, the flood came. Why? Because what does it say right there in 821? For the intention of man's heart is depravity, right? Is evil. I think it really is humbling, friends, to know this is our nature. No one wants to say, you are evil. That's very, what's the word? Not cool, right? And, and uh, 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 people don't want to hear evil. They don't want to see the elephant. In, they don't want to even talk or go there. Depravity, no way. You know, you're sinners, no way, right? But this is a reminder of who we are, why this flood came to be. But yet, by the grace of God, he says, never again. Right? Never again. This is his grace in the midst of our own evil saying, I will by my merciful hand care for you and never again will you die by this way of disaster. Yes, will there be judgment? Yes, there will be, right? But again, uh, before the last day, this, uh, this indeed would never again come in the way of the flood due to the wickedness of man, right? And, and this is the reality, friends. It, 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 it magnifies the grace of God and what he has done for us because we know who we are. We're evil. We're spiritually dead enemies of God, as it says in the Bible. We are uh, children, by nature, children of wrath. That's what the Bible says. 
right? We, we can make a cotton candy Bible and have sunshine and rainbows and just say, no, 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 we're not sinners. Uh, we're good people by nature, you know, and, and ever since the Enlightenment, we know that's kind of what the world preaches, right? But the reality is, is that, you know, with, with the nature of man, this is what we're born into. Original sin, the doctrine of original sin is very important. Because when we understand the doctrine of original sin, again, and the evil depravity that, that is a result of what our first parents had done, we know that everything is credited to the mercy of God and his promises, right? When you know the doctrine of original sin of what, what we were born into, solamente Cristo, right? Only Christ, right? Solo Cristo. It's only, it's only, the, it's only the sola Christus, right? This is, this is only Christ. It's only the God. It, it can't be any other way because we know the, 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 the depravity of our spiritual condition of sin and the result is death. And again, uh, if you, um, as I mentioned this, a crash and calamity. I know uh, uh, Dr. Sengbao, uh, his, uh he wrote a great, great short article on death just the other day. If you could check it out, I, I wish I had a link, but it's somewhere there. I know he sent it to me, but I, I, I just read it. But he, he, he remarked that death is evil, right? And it is because it's a result of the fall. It's a result of evil and sin. And the repercussion is death. Death is the most unnatural thing, right? We, we, we see, you know, we see the fall and the flood and everyone dying. That's the most unnatural reminder of what sin brought to the table. That sin and death, yes, by nature, evil things. Now, with Jesus, there is resurrection. There is hope. There is the newness of life. There is eternal life. There is, uh, uh, of course, uh, the restoration that he gives over uh, the overcoming of evil, of sin and death uh, by his very work of Christ. But the nature of man, as we look back at it here, uh, this, is, this is what we face, right? But in light of that, he says, never again. This is completely the grace, mercy of God and his peace for you. This is who your Lord is. And that is who you can trust, Right? The devil will tarry you in this day and age and say, never again. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Devil says, no, no, no. Come on. Your sin is too heavy for the Lord. Right? And, and there we rest upon the words of the gospel, never again. Never again, because Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has forgiven you of all your sins, and, and you have life in his name. Right? Never again will you be condemned, because by his very blood, where your faith is, uh, this is your salvation. And, and this is a promise. This is what the work of the gospel gives uh, to you uh, in this life of faith. All right. So, um, though there's a nature of man, he gives the promise as he smells the uh, pleasing aroma from Noah's burnt offering. But yet, he also talks about the seasons. And the seasons... Um, again, they were submerged in water, so there was no growing here. Uh, plant life was dead. Everything was dead. So what does God do here? Just a little uh, Moses excerpt here. While the earth remains, sea time of harvest, verse 22, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So what does that mean? It means continue that God continues to care for Noah and the land, bringing seed, harvest, growth, 
food, provisions, give us this day our daily bread. I believe in God, the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth. That's what should be going on in your mind right now. This is what God continues to do all by his merciful care. This is who your Lord is. When you look at your food today for lunch or as you remember your breakfast, not a breakfast guy. My wife makes me eat breakfast. I had a bagel, cream cheese, tomato, pepper on top. There God provided everything for me, right? He provided that food. Uh, and even he provided uh, uh, my wife as, you know, um, as, uh, uh, even as a husband, uh, God provided me for my wife, right? Uh, to care and love and serve one another, right? This is God's continued merciful care as we care for one another. And this all begins in his, in his provisions, in, in the seasons. So he doesn't leave them without the, the life cycle, without the growth, without the, the seeds at heart. He continues to care for them, right? Um, and again, this shows again, who? Crediting the one true God for all things, right? Um, even for the soil, the rain, the sun, the growth, the farmer, the truck driver, the clerk, the building that was built to place all these things in. And, and here we see God continuing to care for us uh, by his provisions. Okay, so this is who our Lord is, God of love, God of care, God of compassion, God of mercy, as he continues to provide for his creation. Now, what does he tell this creation? Uh, chapter 9, verse 1, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. No, I'm not reading my notes, friends. What am I doing? Anyways, Sorry. I missed a lot of my notes, which is a bummer because there was a good point there. But we'll have to leave that for another day. That verse has passed. Anyways, verse 1, God bless Noah and his sons. Be fruitful and multiply. What? I mean, obviously, what does that go back to? Again, Genesis 1, right? Of course, after Genesis 1, we see the Nephilim. We see the wickedness of man. And now we see the flood. Now we see dry land, and now in that dry land, he gives them the, re, the revisiting of creation. Start anew, Noah and his family and all, right? Again, uh, this is God continuing that through all things, there would come who? The blessed seed, Jesus Christ. But in that directive, he says, be fruitful and multiply. This is not only just procreation, but this is um, also a reminder of the gift of what God has brought together. Do not separate the gift of marriage, right? What marriage, um, what uh, being uh, with uh, what God has uh, brought together, uh, there we are. Uh, to, Lord willing, be fruitful and multiply. And this is God's command, right? Revisiting creation. He continues to lead them, and he guides them just as he did um, from Adam to Noah, from Genesis 1 to Genesis 9. Be fruitful and multiply. Yet in that, what happens? In, in this new life, there is a change of relationship. Why don't we read verse 2 and 3 here, if you could do that for me. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. 
And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Again, green plants, Genesis 129. Again, they were vegetarians, right? Who's a vegetarian? Raise your hand. Uh, I, I do the protein too. <clears throat> I like fish too. You know, sushi, um, salmon, trite brisket. Ribs, they're good, right? Not on the top notch choice, but the brisket, tri-tip. Oof, that's dangerous meat for me. I love that meat. Anyways, but the point is, is that when we talk about, uh, seriously, when we talk about um, everything moving that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Now, now animals, right? Meat was food. Um, and, and here that the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast. That's a really, remember in, in, in the garden, what? Adam had dominion and Eve had dominion over the animals. Every animal was subjected to him, right? But now there is this fear and dread. There is this tension. That's why when you see a bear, which I hope you don't see too many bears in your life, but if you ever see a bear, there is tension there, right? Uh, when you see it, for me, a snake, oh no, you don't even want to see how I act. And I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, I turn into a very different person when I see a snake. I'm very frightful, right? But the point is, is that there is this change in relationship after the flood. That now man hunts animals for food. Now there is that fear on the animal side of being hunted. Uh, now there is this tension of not being subjected to man. We, we see how this relationship has changed. But yet in that hunting, what is there this prohibition? What are they not to do? But you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is its blood, right? Clearly, when we talk about paganism, there even in Noah's time, they would eat the uh, fat, but also namely the blood for this power. That in the animal they believed pagan, uh, pagan uh, paganism believed uh, in the pagan life believed that they would receive this special power from the blood that they would drink or or eat and drink of uh, from that animal. Um, and again, um, this is what God said they were not to do. At the end of the day, we see in Leviticus, I believe. Leviticus 3, Leviticus, what is it, my notes? Leviticus 3, uh, Levit Leviticus 17, that this was designated for sacrifice, the atonement, but also that fat was designated to God, right? Given to God. So when we talk about, uh, uh, in light of the wickedness of man, there was paganism that did believe that if, you know, you consume this blood uh, and you, you, you consumed it, you would have this special power. And the Lord said, no. You're not going to believe in false gods. You're going to believe in me. This is what this is for. Do not drink this blood, um, lest, as it says right there, um, um, <clears throat> there will be uh, consequences. Now, continue on here. Five to seven. And for you, lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast I will require it, and from man, from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Now again, as we start off with the new creation, he, he continues with the sanctity of life. What is the sanctity of life? It is God made us. And therefore, when we look at the world, we look at life that was created by God. This is what God created. That's why we cherish not only our own life and sustain ourselves, again, because we are a creation of God. We're not just human beings, organisms that are randomly here. No, we are made by God. 
And therefore, we, we uh, continue uh, to sustain ourselves because we, in his, again, not sustain ourselves, but trusting in what God gives us in his, our sustenance, but thanking the Lord for the life that he has given to us, but also those lives around us, right? Those lives around us, there we also cherish their life and care for them. Thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal, right? Thou shalt not covet. These are all life things to which we are to love and serve our neighbor, right? Rather than just doing what? Disregarding, taking their possessions, taking their life, um, um, taking their uh, things like their, their family or their, or their wife, land, animals, or their manservant, maidservant, ox or donkey, you know, all these things, right? Uh, no, we, we are to care for one another. And when there is a shedding of blood of one another, there will be a reckoning. There will be a consequence. Um, and in this day and age, and we're not going to get into this too much, uh, we talk about capital punishment. There is, um, there is an eye for an eye. There is a uh, consequence for what we have done um, in, 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 the, in, in the life of the world, right? Um, yeah, so, so when we talk about the image of God and, and how we were made, very important when it comes to the upkeep of life. This is, I mean, you, you see right here, God really unfolding uh, 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 for, for Noah and his family and all the world what this restart is all about. And um, life is another theme right there. Okay. Um, all right. Very good. Uh, we're going to make it here. Verse 8 to 11. I know we're kind of zipping through this, but um, hopefully this is still going well with you. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. And with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth, for everyone, Jesus is saying. I establish my covenant with you that never again, never again, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again, never again, shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Right? This is the covenant established to Noah and all the world. That never again, again, that's the theme of our Bible study today, as you see the title from our YouTube clip, never again. And this is the key, friends. This is a picture of God's grace. Um, yes, there will be judgment, but the flood will never happen again, right? Um, and again, um, you know, this is his covenant to us. This is his promise to us. And that is very comforting in itself. Because at the end of the day, we have... The new covenant. And that new covenant is Jesus. Right? The new covenant in my blood. Given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And God is, God is all about his word. God is all about keeping his promises. For Noah and for you. And when Jesus died and rose and, and he says, it is finished that I've overcome the world. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. I thirst all these things. You know, this is never again. This is, this is, this is my all atoning sacrifice um, has forgiven you of all your sins. And you are a child of God. This is the covenant. This is the promise that he gives to you. Right? And all along we see right here the God of, yes, there is wrath of the flood. But there is also grace, right? As he 
as he gives to Noah these very directives for the gift of life, the continuing and ultimately establishing the covenant and saying, never again will I destroy you in this way. And that's who our Lord is, right? And you have the new covenant of Christ and the, the, the promise that um, what he says actually is delivered to you. And there you rest upon the blood that covers you. So, so when we speak of uh, Genesis 8 to 9, this really does show us, again, so many things. From the first things of the life of faith, crediting God. Who is our God to which we credit? He is the one who promises us the gift of peace, the gift of, of mercy, uh, that though we are evil, he, he continues to bless and preserve us, not only in daily bread, but in our body and soul, right? That he leads us in this new life. All by his, again, all by his grace. Uh, and there he directs us in this life of faith uh, not to uh, do these prohibitions, but rather cherish the gift of life. Uh, and there, um, as we are made in his image, uh, we are to care and serve and love one another in his name. But ultimately, we are rooted in the covenant that he's given to us, um, ultimately in the blessed seed, Jesus Christ. Right? And this is the life of faith, right? And we could talk about baptism again. I know we're running out of time here, but uh, we could definitely talk about baptism and, and the passage through water and the new life. Um, that, that is also a comforting motif here as we see it. But again, um, this is where we will stop. Hopefully that was clear and we covered some of the bases there. But I pray that uh, this will go well with you and that if you missed a section, please review it. Uh, but why don't we conclude with a word of prayer? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessed mercy and grace that you lead us by your word. Lord, we thank you for the covenant that you bestowed upon us by your bountiful and merciful hand given through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless us this day, Lord, O oh Lord, in the comfort and the eternal peace of your grace, knowing full well that what your word, that your word uh, that you promise, O oh Lord, you, you keep for us. Bless us this day, grant us your peace, and always uh, lead us by your spirit. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, I thank you for joining me today. Genesis 8, Genesis 9. I'm going to miss you guys for a couple months, um, all the way past April 17th, probably late April. We will get back to this. But until then, join us for midweek services every Wednesday, 7 p.m., Pacific Standard Time as we go through Witnesses to Christ. All right, friends, love you all, praying for you all. Until next time, remember, never again, nunca no mas. Jesus loves you, and he died and rose for you and gives you life in his name. This is your promise. Awesome. All right. Wonderful day, guys. See you in a little bit for the Kids Friday. Adios. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.